the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to today's edition of The Plumb Line, brought to you by Reasons for Hope, training and equipping a new generation to stand boldly on the Word of God. You can find information about them at r4h.com. That's the letter R, then F-O-R-H dot com. I'm your host, Jay Rudolph, and I'll be joined by the Executive Director of Denison Forum once again, Mark Terman, as we discuss civility from a biblical worldview. Stick around and reach out to me anytime at this email, theplumlineradio at gmail.com. Support for The Plum Line is provided by these fine business sponsors. EPS Wealth Management of Phoenix, who serves clients in several states. Call them for a no-cost, no-obligation conversation about your financial concerns. 623-537-3657. Support for The Plum Line is also provided by Simple Turn. Their online health resources teach your kids how health really works and how to avoid 90% of chronic disease. Get your family's free health course at mysimpleturn.com. And by Charles McLucas, Jr., founder and CEO of Charitable Trust Administrators, Inc. Learn about the benefits of a charitable remainder trust at ctai-ca.com. Life can be tough, and sometimes we all need a helping hand. That's where Integrity Counseling Group comes in. At Integrity, we're not just counselors. We're your companions on the journey of healing. We believe in restoring connections with yourself, with your loved ones, and with your faith. With three welcoming locations in Mission Valley, Carlsbad, and San Marcos, plus convenient telehealth services across California, we're right by your side, San Diego. Visit us at integritycounselinggroup.com or call us anytime at 760-283-7000. 760-283-7000. On today's edition of The Plum Line, I am joined by Mark Terman, who is the Executive Director of Denison Forum. We're going to continue our discussion about a great book, great resource from uh, Dr. Jim Dennison. It's called Respectfully I Disagree, How to Be a Civil Person in an Uncivil Time. Our theme of the broadcast is civility from a biblical worldview. And Mark, I want to kind of pick up right where we left off last time. We talked a little bit about the problem and how we got to this point of the lack of civility in our society and our culture today. Obviously, I think people look around and anyone who understands what civility even is can see that we have become a pretty uncivil culture around America nowadays. But we want to focus most of our attention, at least I want to focus most of our attention on, as followers of Jesus Christ, how can we be part of the solution here rather than focusing all our attention on the problem itself? We've discussed that a bit already on the first portion of the broadcast, but let's kind of continue down that vein. And one thing that comes to mind for me whenever I talk about these different issues or topics is, yes, I've seen people who practice civility and seem to be pretty civil people who don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, but that's not the norm, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Because I feel like with all of these attributes and characteristics of righteousness, we could say, you need the Holy Spirit to be able to really be a person of civility and to keep your cool and all that. And that's 
also not to say that Christians don't lose their cool and aren't uncivil as well. But the Holy Spirit is a big factor in doing this and doing it well. And so what I want to say by that, I guess, is for the person tuning in right now who doesn't have the Holy Spirit, let's kind of start this portion in that vein and share what's required to have the Holy Spirit and the Spirit's guidance in your life. Yeah, thanks for that, Jay. And I think you're absolutely on point with this. If we get real honest with ourselves, we can look ourselves in the mirror and say, you know what, in and of myself, I'm not the kind of person that I should be. And that's where we start to become aware that the world is not as it should be. And then we have to come to the place where we realize that we are not what we should be or could be. And I think you're right. Yes, people can in various ways be at some level respectful, considerate, kind, civil to one another. But then the other question that comes in behind that pretty quickly is, is, okay, why? What's the motivation? It's not always the case that We would say, well, that person is being respectful and civil because they believe it is something they should do and something that would honor God. They're doing it for some other motive. Maybe they're trying to manipulate the situation or the person for some other greater agenda, and they believe that by being civil, they can advance that goal. So it's not just a question of, can we do that in certain proper skills? but what's the reason for us doing it? Those two things matter. And part of what the Bible is trying to get us to understand, part of what God is trying to get us to understand through the Spirit and through the Word is that none of us is rightly motivated and none of us is truly capable of treating others the way they should be treated with love and kindness and respect because of their own inherent worth. We're not capable of doing that without the presence of God in our life, without experiencing the love of God toward us first, that then enables us and equips us to show that same kind of unconditional, forgiving, and civil, respectful love toward others. When we know that God has treated us that way, not because we deserve it, not because we earned it, but because He chose to love us that way, You could say it this way. He chose to be civil toward us in terms of sending Christ to be our forgiver, the sacrifice for our sin on the cross, that he showed us the greatest kind of civility, kindness, and love in sending Christ to be that sacrifice for us. And because we receive it, what we didn't earn or deserve, we can now in turn with the Holy Spirit's presence, with the very actual presence of Jesus in our lives through what the Bible calls the Holy Spirit, the living Spirit of Christ in us, we can now love and be civil to others in the way that we've been loved. And as Jay, you and I always talk about when we talk, the way that happens is when a person comes to the place to say, you know what, I can't do this on my own. I cannot be right with God on my own merits. I have to realize that the only thing I can do is to humbly come before God and trust in Christ as my forgiver and ask him to be my leader and to let his love come into my life through his truth and through his spirit. And the Holy Spirit will come and forgive us and come and live in our heart and soul. And he will begin to equip and empower us to love others the way we've been loved by God. That's the essential message of the gospel that every person needs. 
Mm-hmm. And if you have not taken that step, if you have not received Jesus Christ, not believed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and put your faith in him, uh, today can be that day of salvation for you, the day that uh, you receive Jesus Christ and start that relationship with him. And if it's a question that you don't know if you've done that, it probably means that you haven't. And so reach out to me. I'd love to speak with you more about this. The email address is theplumlineradio at gmail.com. Remember, plum is P-L-U. P-L-U-M-B, P-L-U-M-B, the Plum Line Radio at gmail.com. Please do reach out to me. I'd love to get together with you and talk with you more about that most important message, the good news about Jesus Christ. Well, I like how Dr. Dennison puts this. It's so succinct and uh, well stated. To be people of civility, we need the power of God. And that's what he says to lead into chapter 3 of this resource we're looking at entitled Live in the Spirit. And when we become believers in Jesus Christ, we have the Spirit of God but do we live in the Spirit of God? And I think that's a good title and a really important reminder to us that if we're going to be people of civility, we don't just have the Spirit, but we live in that Spirit. Absolutely. I just wanted to add on to what you were saying a minute ago, that people listening to us would understand that anywhere that they are, they can choose in that moment to believe in Christ. And if they have questions and if they feel like they need more information, would love for them to reach out to you or to us at the Denison Forum, we'd love to have those conversations. But it can happen anywhere. I came to Christ, I believed in Christ for the first time in my own backyard when I was 17 years old. And that happened through conversations with two friends of mine when I was in high school. God just started stirring questions up in me about faith and about what I believe. So I want people to know that what you're not talking about is not first and foremost, hey, we want you to go to church. Now, you and I love the church and we can have other conversations about why the church is here and what the church can do. But this is not first and foremost about you need to go to church. That's a great place and a great thing for you to do. But this is about asking the person of Jesus Christ to become your forgiver and leader. And that's where it starts. But once you've done that, that's not a one-time-and-then-you're-done experience. You have a relationship with Christ that needs to be lived out on a daily basis so that you're living your whole life in cooperation with the Spirit of God and with the Word of God. And yes, you need a church family to help you do that in the most effective ways. The Bible would say that there's more than 50 things that you can't be obedient to unless you're living in community with other Christians, what the Bible describes as a local church. But that also has inside of it that the Holy Spirit that you receive at the moment that you believe in Christ is a person that you need to relate to every day. That's how we do that, as Dr. Dennison and others describe so well. That's what prayer is all about. Prayer is really at the very essence of what it means to live in relationship and in cooperation with God every single day, that you learn His truth, and then you learn to apply it in every experience and relationship that you have throughout your life. Mm, yeah. And one thing, too, as I'm kind of scanning through the chapter from Dr. Dennison here is the realization that, as I said kind of in that question, that just because we have the Holy Spirit, we still need to rely upon and especially give over control to the Holy Spirit. The Spirit, just like God's not going to force himself on us and, you know, force us to receive him, it's the same with the Spirit. Uh, once we have received him and we have the Holy Spirit, the Spirit, I don't believe, is going to force us to do one thing or another. The, the Spirit's there because we need to turn to and rely upon him, right? Right. The Spirit of God, the person of God, 
never takes away our ability to choose. He has that much respect and honor and consideration for us. He invites us into that initial relationship of faith and forgiveness, but then that's the same way that the relationship operates on a daily basis, that we have to choose to walk in the Spirit. The Bible often uses the phrase to be filled with the Spirit, which means to be surrendered or to be in full cooperation with the Spirit, and that that's something that we have to avail ourselves of and seek every day. Sometimes, you know, I don't know about you, Jay, but I find it to be something that needs to happen multiple times through the day. I love the way Dr. Dennison sometimes talks about this. He says, I don't know how it happens, but, you know, I go to sleep at night and I feel like I've been in a good relationship and a good place with Christ, walking with him cooperatively. And when I wake up the next morning, I've tried to take over again. I've climbed up onto the throne of my life that belongs to Christ. And I try to be in control instead of letting him be in the leadership role. And we have to go through this process every day of saying, you know what, I want to walk cooperatively and harmoniously with the Spirit. And so I'm going to come before God humbly. I'm going to come prayerfully. I'm going to come to the Word of God, and I'm going to let other believers help me and hold me accountable that I would live my life in a way that fully pleases God, and that part of that will be in loving civility and consideration toward others. That has to happen consistently. It has to happen throughout the day. I'm inspired by the example of Daniel. It says that Daniel had a practice in his life where three times a day he went to a special room in his house. He looked east toward Jerusalem and he prayed throughout the day, multiple times a day, asking God to lead him in everything that he was having the opportunity to do. Yeah, well, I just love how Dr. Dennison draws in so many scriptures and uh, in their context, too, here into this resource. And we don't have time, obviously, to, as I said, hardly scratch the surface on this. I really encourage people to go to denisonforum.org and pick up a copy of Respectfully, I Disagree. But I'm hoping to get in one more facet of this before we go to the break here, and then we'll kind of wrap up and summarize in the final segment of the broadcast. But that would be the reality that one thing that helps us to be a civil person in an uncivil time is to practice spiritual disciplines. We won't have time to cover all of these, but maybe you could highlight the importance of practicing these spiritual disciplines if we want to improve being a civil person. Yeah, spiritual disciplines are practices. You know, a lot of times people hear the word discipline and it doesn't sound so inviting to them, but it's really about setting up the rhythms of your life in such a way that you can carry on your relationship. I recently had a conversation with another Christian leader where we talked about, you know, we oftentimes in a cliche kind of way, talk about Christianity as a relationship instead of a religion. The fact of it is, is that it's both. We have a relationship that is alive with the living God, and we should understand him as an active presence in our life. We have a real relationship. I've heard people through the years say, you know what, if you want to pray more effectively, pull up an empty chair and envision that Jesus is sitting there in that chair beside you. That can be a good thing to do in some ways, but it becomes a practice of setting up rhythms, and we see these rhythms described throughout the Bible, and particularly in the New Testament. I think first and foremost of that is learning the practice of prayer. It's always striking to me, Jay, that of all the things that the disciples could have asked Jesus, they could have said, hey, teach us to walk on water, teach us to make food by miraculous means, teach us to calm the weather, all of those things that Jesus did. 
the one thing they specifically asked is they said, Jesus, would you teach us to pray? And he gave us the model prayer, what we often call the Lord's Prayer. And it was their understanding that this was the essence of what it meant to be in cooperation with God on a consistent basis. They needed to learn to pray and to pray consistently and effectively and develop that relationship. The Bible talks about fasting as a way of bringing us closer to God by saying no to something so that that would cause us to have more attention on our relationship with God. There's the practice of being charitable, of being generous, of honoring God with your resources through your local church and through other ministries. There is the practice of memorizing scripture. I'm doing that right now because I tend to worry too much. And so I have on my mirror a verse of scripture that I'm trying to memorize to try to help me remember the promises of God. And all of these things are rhythms or practices. They're training experiences that help us develop our relationship fully with God that then becomes the way through which the Holy Spirit blooms and grows these qualities, these fruits of the Spirit of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. Those things grow in us as we relate to God with and through the Spirit and through these practices or what are oftentimes called spiritual disciplines. Dr. Mark Turman, my guest, Executive Director of Denison Forum, as we talk about civility from a biblical worldview on the plumb line today. Stay with me for one final segment here. We'll wrap uh, all this up and talk in a practical sense about how we can and need to accomplish this in the uncivil time and world that we are living in. Stick around on the Plum Line. You can reach me to share your thoughts, comments, questions about the broadcast at this email, theplumlineradio at gmail.com, theplumlineradio at gmail.com. And as you hear from the businesses that support the Plum Line, please do reach out and thank them. And if you can utilize their services, please do business with them because they make it possible for the show to air in your area. Stay tuned. Open Door Financial was founded with the inspiration of using biblical wisdom to create financial plans and investment strategies that lead to financial peace and build the kingdom of God. We guide families and small business owners on how to save money, reduce taxes, get out of debt, build enough retirement income, and be more generous. We help you discover God's plan for your finances and fulfill your God-given dreams and purpose. Call Jason Bat at Open Door Financial at 619-794-7133. That's 619-794-7133 or visit opendoor-financial.com. Securities and advisory services offered through Centaurus Financial, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC, a registered broker-dealer and registered investment advisor. Open Door Financial and Centaurus Financial are not affiliated entities. Hey, I'm with Michael Ross, the creator of Revelator Games. Michael, can you tell us why you developed this unique game? Sure. Let me just clarify something. So it's a small group Bible study activity with a board game element to it. I created the game because I myself personally delight in God's word, you know, through scripture memorization. So I created this game so that we can, one, memorize scripture, but also have fun while we're doing it. Mm, The Remain game and more. You can check out Mike's products at revelatorgames.com. 
Thanks for joining me today for The Plumb Line. I'm your host, Jay Rudolph, and on the broadcast, I'm joined by Dr. Mark Turman, Executive Director of Denison Forum, as we discuss civility from a biblical worldview. And we're particularly looking into a resource called Respectfully I Disagree by Dr. Jim Denison of the Denison Forum. And you can find that and other great resources and blog postings and all sorts of things at denisonforum.org. Well, Mark, we have just a few minutes left in the broadcast, and boy, we sure could use a lot more time to talk about this important issue. But there are a couple of things that I want to wrap up with, and one of those is that when we think about being a civil person, I know even for myself, it can be tempting to say, well, a good way to remain a civil person and not get into argument or have to worry about somebody else being offended or that you might put someone else down or something like that, a good way to do that is just to stay away from biblical truth. Let's stay away from you know some of those issues that tend to bring about a lack of civility. But that is not the way to <laughs> to handle this, is it? Well, I don't think so. And Jay, I appreciate the opportunity to share, but The Bible does say that we ought to have it as our ambition to lead peaceful and quiet lives. And so there is some truth that we need to be careful, and I would say prayerful, about not speaking just because we want to be heard. We need to be asking the Holy Spirit when we should speak up in a one-on-one conversation or even in a larger context. But the goal is to be the salt and light that Jesus called us to be. And if we are going to commit ourselves to withdraw, and to being silent, then we can't be that light and that influence that God wants us to be. And so this becomes that thing that grows out of our daily commitment and conversation with God. God, where do you want me to go? Where do you want me to speak? How do you want me to be an influence for you, whether that's in person or online or in various other ways? God, where and when and how do you want me to be that ambassador of you? You know, Jesus said when he was promising us the Holy Spirit, you don't have to worry. I will, through my Spirit, give you the words to say when the opportunity comes. We should be prayerful for those opportunities. We should be listening for God's prompting, and we should be ready to be courageous and bold when God says, this is a place where I want you to engage. And know that God has already gone ahead of us. He's right there with us. And that it is God that is going to use us for his glory as we seek to honor him and as we seek to represent him well by what we say and how we say it. Yeah, exactly. And Mark, I'm sure that you and I are of one accord on this. As for myself, as host of a national Christian radio show that looks at issues from a biblical worldview, I am constantly reminding myself of Ephesians 4.15, which says, at least in part, speak the truth in love. That has been a lifelong challenge for me. I feel like I'm pretty good at speaking the truth. The love is a bit of a problem sometimes, and I think a lot of us face some, some face the other side of that, though. You know, they can do the love just great, but they never speak the truth. And so we need both of those. Speak the truth in love. Yeah, that's really a life verse for Dr. Dennison and for all of us at Dennison Forum and Dennison Ministries, is that God would just enable us, equip us, and show us how do we do that in any environment and platform that we have. And as somebody recently shared with me, I want to live my life around three pillars at least. I want to be a person of Christ-centered and biblical conviction. I want to be a person of compassion. I want to remember when I'm having these conversations and talking with somebody who agrees or strongly disagrees with me, I want to remember that this stuff really does affect people's lives. It's not just theory. These difficult issues that we sometimes get into 
are very real and sometimes very hard for people that we're relating to. And we need to remember that with compassion. And then the last part is what we've been talking about, which is civility. That as we relate to them and as we try to stay anchored to Christ and to his word with all of his compassion and concern for them, that we're actually showing it by being people who are civil, people who are respectful, people who are kind, that we remember that we want to both say and do the right thing, but we want to do it and say it in the way that honors God and honors people the most. Yeah, exactly. Well, we have just a couple minutes left here, and to sum up, I'm thinking that what's really stood out to me is that we as Christians not only can be, but must be people of civility, and the only way to do that is to live in the Spirit. That's kind of what I'm taking home from this, but maybe you could reinforce and amplify that a bit as we wrap up our broadcast. Yeah, absolutely. We can't do anything of eternal value, Jesus said, without Him, that we are like limbs attached to a vine. And if we are not attached to that vine, that is, if we don't have a relationship with Christ, we can't do anything that has true and lasting and eternal value and impact. And so that happens as we ask Christ to come into our lives and as we live in communion with Him on a daily basis through those spiritual practices and in relationship with His Holy Spirit who is living in our heart. As we do that, then God will make us, as Paul said in that passage you read a moment ago, we will be like stars shining in a dark sky. We will be, as Jesus said, like a city on a hill that people looked at and saw as a place of hope and a place of refuge and a place of homecoming in many ways. That the only way we can do that is through our relationship with Christ and through the ongoing development of that relationship with the Holy Spirit and through the Word of God. Amen. Well, thank you. It's been great to have you on again. Thanks for coming back with me, Dr. Terman. Great to be here, Jay. Dr. Mark Terman, again, the Executive Director of Denison Forum, our discussion surrounding civility from a biblical worldview. And we'll close in a very civil manner by kindly inviting you to tune in for the next edition of The Plum Line. I'd love to have you back. We cover lots of different topics and issues from a biblical worldview. And so join me next time and reach out to me and share your thoughts anytime at this email, theplumlineradio at gmail.com. Plum is P-L-U-M-B, theplumlineradio at gmail.com. We'll see you next time on The Plum Line. The Plum Line has been sponsored by Reasons for Hope. Check them out at r4h.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.